Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. I'm joined here today by James the Sharp and Sharp. And we're discussing uh, the latest transfer news at the King Power Stadium. Leicester City are set to announce, at the time of uh, doing this podcast, their first signing of the summer. And it's uh, Hall City defender Harry Maguire for a fee, which could eventually be worth £17 million. And he's going to sign a nice big bumper contract as well. And James, initially your uh, reaction to Maguire becoming a Leicester City player? Um, overall, I'm happy with that. I think it's, it's, he's, he fits the bill of what Leicester want. From their from a centre back, we've known sort of the end of last season that Wes uh, Morgan and Robert Huth look injuries started to be catching up with them a little bit. Both of them are well into their thirties now. Um, you'd say in the autumns of their career, and it Leicester defence for a while has looked like it's needed freshening up. But a young blood in there, obviously they tried in previous windows to to sign some defenders, but this one looks Maguire looks one for the future, doesn't he? He's twenty four, big strong lad. Um, English has Premier League experience, which is crucial, uh, and it does look like, and we're, from what we understand, it's going to be a five-year deal. It looks like he is one they're looking at for the future and the long-term, uh, long-term benefit of the club. I know you've been working on a profile of Harry. What have you? Um, what have you learned? Uh, yeah, I was um, had a bit of a chat with our kind of colleagues at the whole Daily Mail because they they see him. I've seen a lot of him and getting a chat with them to see what he's like. And from chatting to them, you get the sense that he would fit in in Leicester style. He said they've lost count of how many times he's pulled off blocks and last-ditch tackles, which Leicester fans all know they've seen Wes and Hood do the same in the way they defend bodies on the line kind of thing. So he fits in there. Big, strong lad. They said he's, he's a bit bit awkward-looking. He's, big, he's a big bloke, uh, about six foot three. A little bit, looks a bit awkward-looking. Doesn't really look like you'd imagine him to be a footballer, but he's, his touch is very, very good. Brilliant on the ball. He's been renowned for his marauding runs out of defence into midfield, uh, which Leicester fans have seen Wes do that from time to time, but Harry Maguire does that a lot. In fact, he completed more dribbles than any other Premier League defender last season, so you can expect to see him bringing the ball out of defence. He used to be a central midfielder when he started at Sheffield United, so so that's where that comes from. Um, and this, the whole fans love him. They're sad to see him go. Uh, he's turned into... A hero for them, they said. They said he he's become when he first joined three years ago. He couldn't get Curtis Davis or Michael Dawson out of the team. Uh, but last season, uh, by Christmas, he was by far and away their best defender. And they said he's turned into a bit of a into a bit of a hero, really. So they're going to be sad to see him go. But by, from listening to them, it does sound like he will fit in with the style of play at Leicester. I, I saw another stat as well that um, he had the most efforts on goal. Mm. Of any Hall player last season, which is remarkable, isn't it? Considering well, well, not I suppose not considering they they got relegated in the end, but uh, you know, for a centre back to be leading your efforts on goal target, it shows that he's got an eye for goal. Yeah, he had more efforts on goal, I think, than any other um, any other defender in the Premier League. I think other than Marcus Alonso, uh, well, he's a wing back anyway, so he's from centre back. So yeah, so his goal threat is there as well, um, which Leicester fans note. Robert Huth has got it, and Wes both got goal threats in them. Um, 
and from chatting to them, he seems seems like a good lad as well. So one of the kind of players that will stop and chat in the mix zone. And they were saying that he talks to talks to journalists, um, as kind of people, not just not just reporters. Um, and the fan, and a great relationship with the fans. Seems like a young, good young lad, good lad on his shoulders. Um, and I think yeah, big benefit to Leicester. I think. Well, I think he's tailor made for the club. I think he's already got that. Leicester City identity about him in the way he plays, the commitment, the determination, but he's also an intelligent ca- character as well. And, and I think he'll add to that British core that's in that squad as well, which has helped that uh, identity develop over the last few years, the most successful years in the, in the club's history. And uh, I think it's a big sign that they're giving him such a big contract that they're thinking of this lad as, a, I think, a potential Leicester City captain of the future. Oh, potential, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose... Ben Chill, I might ask him to say that in the future, but he's, like I say, he's a, he's a leader, isn't he? Um, a Hall captain. Mm. Uh, and from a lot of people thinking, of, a lot of Hall fans think, and I know former full boss, Hall boss Marco Silva thought of future England international. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of people who think that he has got a really, really bright future ahead of him. Uh, and, and the lads at the Hall paper were saying, if you look at his kind of chart of trajectory and how he's improved, uh, in the last season or so, if he can continue that, um, that kind of that kind of graph, mm. then we're looking at potentially a future England international, and like you say, maybe a future Leicester captain in, in in the long term. You said it at the start. This is going to be a popular signing with the supporters, and I think it's important that they got this one done early doors, isn't it? Because there's been a a fair bit of criticism levelled at the club for their business they did last summer. Uh, obviously, we've seen now Slomani. Injuries sort of hampered his first season. Uh, we saw glimpses of what he's capable of, but then the, the groin would uh, flare up again, I mean, and we'd, he'd lose that momentum. Ahmed Musa had a very difficult first season; didn't look, look like he could struggle to uh, adapt to English football. And Papi Mendy injured on debut, as was Molawa Guy. They haven't had much luck in the transfer window in terms of injuries, but also questions have been asked about the recruitment last summer. This will appease a lot of the fans, won't it? Yes, I think it will. Um, Leicester, Leicester traditionally have always been the kind of club that like to get their business done early in the window. Um, last summer, yes, yeah, some came early, but it felt a little bit, felt a little bit more frantic last summer. But as they usually get their deals in early, and this one's comes it's come exceptionally early in the window. Um, it will also, I think, it might it will relax and it relax Craig Shakespeare a bit because his first. Full season as Leicester manager, um, the questions over his potential appointment as Leicester manager from a few of the fans came. came with can he attract top level players? Will they be able to have a successful transfer window with an inexperienced manager at the helm? This goes some way of answering that question to begin with. They've got in uh, a good young strong centre back, really good signing. So that, like I say, will appease the fans. And it's a good start. And that is all it is at the minute. It's a, it's exactly. a start to the transfer window. They need to make sure they keep this going through the summer um, and don't rest on their laurels bringing in players. Um, but like I say, yeah, good start. And from speaking to fans and seeing them on social media, they're, ha- they're happy with this and uh, it's a good way to start. Well, we know as well that they put in a bid for Johnny Evans. We don't know the timeline of yeah. that £10 million bid to West Bromwich Albion, which was instantly rejected, West Bromwich Albion said categorically they will not be selling Johnny Evans, especially as Fletcher's moved on now and uh, Johnny Evans was the vice-captain. So it looks like he's going to take the armband next season for the Albion, so they're not going to let him go. But does that indicate to you that City are looking to bring in another centre-back as well? Again, I stress we don't know what the timeline was of that bid. No, um, we don't know. But it would... Well, first of all, it would, 
you would it was almost certain that Leicester wouldn't just be putting all their eggs in the Harry Maguire basket. They'd be looking at more than they'd have negotiations with more they'd be talking to more than one team about more than one centre back because the Harry Maguire deal falls through then you don't you want other options. So I'd imagine they'd be, they'd have been going on at the same time. But I would also not be surprised for them to bring in another centre back. Um obviously not Johnny Evans because he's not for sale according to West Brom. But no. From for me, I would like I'd like to see them bring in another one. Mm. Um, so you got Robert Robert Huth and Wes Morgan. Yeah, Han van Loan did okay when he came in. He went from the sublime to the ridiculous at times. Whether whether the club see him as a as a long term, he's thirty now as well as a long term established centre back. I don't really know. But what you'd like is, wouldn't you? You'd like Wes and Robert Huth being your two experienced centre backs, and you'd quite like to have two promising, young, almost ready-made centre-backs as well. One would be Harry Maguire. So I'd quite like them to see them bring in another one. What about yourself? I think they will. I think they will look also look into uh, strengthen at right-back. They will Because uh, there's not a lot of cover. I know Danny Amati can play there, but it's not ideal. It's always been can plays there, isn't it? Luis, yeah. Luis Hernandez could play there. Daniel Amati can play there. You want you Ideally, want... you want a young right-back in the Ben Chilwell sort of mould to learn off Danny. And then eventually take over from him in uh, in time, and we've got that scenario at left back with uh, Fuchs and, and Chilwell. Elsewhere, I think midfield is looking pretty strong with Mares. We don't know what's going to happen there this 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 summer, but there's plenty of uh, width in the in the squad uh, as well. And uh, Matty James coming back, I think that area is quite strong now. I'd like to see a number ten come in, somebody who could play in behind Vardy, and possibly somebody who could eventually replace Vardy as well. Yes. Um... I mean, I'd love to see them bring in Gilfie Sigurdsson. I know they're gonna. I know that's a, a heck of a job, and Everton look like they're leading the way for for him. And you would you would think that Sigurdsson and how class he is may well look to go for a level of club above Leicester. Um, I mean, I'd love that. Not to the case. I'd love him to come in. I think he would be perfect for that role behind Vardy um, with his work rate, his creativity, his ability to score goals, his set dead his, uh, dead ball situations. That'd be brilliant. But um, I don't know how uh, kind of pie in the sky that is. But in terms of strikers, I think it's interesting really because um, Wes Morgan gave an interview, didn't he, to ESPN uh, either last week or the week before, in which he was asked about transfers and he said, "I would like Leicester to sign another striker because at the minute all the weight is on Jamie Vardy's shoulders, and when if he's injured or he's not playing, he needs someone to come in and replace him." Which I found interesting, really, because I don't know how much I don't know how much then that says. It, for the goal-scoring attributes of Leonardo Ijoa, Ahmed Musa, Islam Slomani, Shinji Okazaki. They're, they're four strikers in the squad. But it seems like they want another one, or Wes would want another one, who can f- score the amount of goals that Jamie Vardy does. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm always happy to bring in a striker in, but I'm not quite sure not quite sure who is out there that could really do that Jamie Vardy job, because he's, he's pretty unique, isn't he, Vardy? Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, he's nobody else quite like plays in the same way as him, certainly not on these shores. <clears throat> so whether they're looking overseas, uh, I think they like to recruit domestically rather than abroad, but obviously with the prices and the demand in this in this country, it makes it difficult. As we saw that last season, when they last summer, when they tried for Michael Keane and Troy Deeney and they ultimately had to give up on those two. But uh, no, I'd, I'd, I think those would be a good shout um, Sigurdsson, if they could get that. I mean, I know we went for Gaston Ramirez in the last transfer window. Whether they would look at that one again, I doubt it now. Well, we, I think we would have heard something by now if Gaston Ramirez was still on the radar, but you never know. And I think as well, a lot will depend on 
departures. Mm. Now, we know that there's been interest from overseas for Ahmed Moussa and from, the Prem- from within the Premier League. West Bromwich Albion, one of those clubs that was uh, linked. And Papi Mendy as well, who obviously had a horrendous time with the uh, ankle injury last season that uh, eventually ruined his season. Um, I, I could see both of them possibly moving on. And then that would obviously force City to, to do a little bit more business. Yeah, especially with Moussa, because you would say that he is the most... Of all Leicester striking options, he is the most like Vardy in the sense that he is very quick, very direct. You would say that he was the most like-for-like swap with Vardy, yeah. but he just hasn't really happened. And he doesn't he's been, like being a striker, he's does he? He's stuck out in the wings, he's not quite used to it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Leicester would want to sell unless they can actually recoup the money that they paid for him. Um, and it's whether teams have seen enough from Ahmed Musa to suggest that he's worth that outlay. Papi Mendy, I think, has just been really unlucky, isn't he? I mean, mm. you can't really, you can't really judge him on that season after having such a such a niggly, horrible injury to start off with. But like you say, there are a lot of options in midfield with Matty James coming back. So if a team is going to offer the amount of money that they paid, maybe that maybe that could be something that happens. Yeah, I mean, I think they've got Nizidi, <coughs> Amati, James, Drinkwater, King. I mean, some fans would like to see a ball player come in there, wouldn't they? And somebody can get on the ball and, and get City mm. ticking. But I think Danny Drinkwater plays that role. So we'll see what happens with <clears throat> with that one. Uh, it promises to be a, a busy summer. I know it's only just starting to yeah. crank into life, but perhaps the Maguire signing now will split the ball, will really set the ball rolling. Uh, the players are due back on the 3rd of July for pre-season training before heading over to Hong Kong yep. for the Asia Trophy. So... Uh, and the fixtures are out. We haven't mentioned yes, the fixtures right. yet. What did you make of the, the fixtures? I thought it was an incredibly tough start. Blimey, yeah. Uh, I've mentioned that. Uh, yeah, I mean, as starts go, that really is that's tough, isn't it? I mean, Arsenal away, Man U away, then Chelsea and Liverpool at home on the first six, with also two new promoted clubs who will be looking to make some real strong starts in the uh, in the top flight. So that is not easy at all. Um, the running, if anything, looks... That looks quite promising. If there is, hopefully, there's still things to play for at that stage, and hopefully they're at the top end of the table as opposed to at the bottom end of the table. But yeah, they they only play Arsenal and Tottenham. Um, they're the only two of last season's tops that they play in the last three months of the season. So there are a lot of teams in there that you'd be hoping have the shorts on and the flip flops on by the time Leicester come around to playing them. Uh, so that's more promising. But the, uh, like I say, the start is tough, and I think. Shaky spoke yesterday about it when they when they came out and he said that it's challenging but exciting, and it certainly is challenging for for Craig in his first full season as Leicester manager. Um, she'd like to, he would want to hit the ground running and hope to get off to a good start because you saw last season that you get off to a bad start and, it, and it's difficult. It can be difficult to get out of a rut once you get into one. Nothing to suggest that 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 will happen. But there's some tough games there um, for Shaky to, to try and get off to a, to a strong start. Um, I think he needs to get off to a decent start as yeah. well, because there will be people out there who are still questioning the decision to give him the job permanently. Yeah, the bookmakers will be, will be yeah, shortening the, those odds quickly, won't they? Yeah, exactly. If, he, if they do struggle in the uh, first few uh, weeks of the season, then you can imagine they'll be slashing odds on in the old sack race and things like that, and which will, will provide pressure that City don't really need at, but, the, at the moment. But if he does get off to some good, if he does, if he does get some good victories in those games against big clubs, that then quickly turns it the other way, doesn't it? Yeah. And again, he becomes 
it becomes a, a great appointment, a great thing. Confidence is buzzing. You're beating these good sides. And then before you know it, you're on a big roll again. And, you, and who knows where that can take them. Yeah, so we're, we're, it's still a long way away the season. Starts on the uh, 12th of August, but the, the fact the fixtures are out, that always indicates that it's on the horizon and that we can all start looking forward to it. So join us again next week for our next Mercury podcast when we'll uh, hopefully have more news on transfers to discuss and uh, check back on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page for all the breaking stories from Leicester City. Thank you.